Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the AdultGamer.com community community podcast. I am one of your hosts, Fenrir765, and as always, I am joined by a man I wish I had his calves, Mr. Optimus Fett. How's it going, sir? <laughs> Pretty good, Fen. How are you, man? What's happening? Oh, dude, it's uh, it's fall break for me, man, so I get to stay up just a little bit later. I get to do my own schedule. I get to go to the bathroom whenever I want to, which is seems strange to say out loud for everybody, but it's some it's a legit thing. Mm. And you get to play daytime uh games with me and uh Fallen Aztec or Gluteus Maximus, whoever's online at the time, you know. That is very true. I do get a little envious of the daytime uh gaming that you guys get to pull off sometimes cuz I'd much rather be doing that than some of the things i have to deal with with my normal job but anyways yeah but are you at work at five in the morning no no not at all <laughs> not at all but you know it it is you know we're here to talk video games right i mean and it oh, has yeah. been a wild two weeks i mean there's so many news stories that i like skipped on and like there's a few that i want to touch on quickly later on but you know Hop, let's just talk about what we've been playing lately so What's going on with you with uh, your uh, video gaming time? Uh, let's see. Uh, I picked up the Castlevania Advance Collection. I've been working my way through Harmony of Dissonance. I got stuck for a while. I got so stuck I had to look at a guide. And when I finally got back to a place, I was like, oh, yeah, I actually remember being in this room. And it's saying, I'll save that door for later. I got to go find something else and totally forgot about it. So... My bad. That game does have the most confusing castle map out of all the Metroidvania Castlevanias. That's kind of a common complaint about it. But still a really, really, really fun game. I've been playing a little bit more Streets of Rage 4 again with uh, B-Daddy. That game's just a classic. I love it. Um, Back for Blood came out. And it's good, but I don't love it. It's not a bad game at all. Really not at all. It has good graphics, gameplay solid. The controls are kind of stiff. The movement's kind of clunky for me. I think I'm so used to the smooth movement in Black Ops that that's kind of always in the back of my mind. Um, just not really feeling the game all that much. I definitely, playing by myself is not fun at all. The bots are idiots. Like, really, 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 really bad bots. Uh, it is a lot more fun with a group of people, especially your friends. But outside of that, I'm not enjoying it that much. Um, like I said, not a bad game. Maybe just not for me. Uh, and then uh, Cold War Season 6 dropped a new Zombies map with the Forsaken. I was able to run through the Easter egg last weekend with Anthem and B-Daddy. That was fun. And then today they dropped the uh, Haunting event, which you and I played a little bit today. And that's that's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about that. That's only going to last probably through Halloween, and then it'll disappear. But it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that, pretty much all I've been playing. The uh, ha the haunting event in Call of Duty is some good stuff. That infection mode is really good, and the uh, what the serial killer like one, you yeah, know what they called it. But yeah, it was <laughs> it's a lot of fun where you're survivors and being chased around by two murderers with knives, and you have. I liked but the fist. infection mode. I yeah, that infection mode was awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh. I mean, I played that with you today in some Forsaken, which I do need to finish that, and also the uh, the totem uh, map, 
so I want to get back to those two and actually beat those Easter eggs. Then I've been playing a lot of things lately. I've split gate. I've seen you trying all kinds of stuff. Yeah, a little split gate here and there. Uh, jumped into Scarlet ne- Nexus, and that game may be a little too anime for me, but the combat and everything in it is just very uh, fluid. It's very smooth. It's just it's fun to play. So I, I'm really looking forward to uh, play more of it. But yeah, it's super anime, like you know the cutscenes and all the the dialogue and the, the the tropes and stuff seems to be right up that alley. But I, I'll play more of it, and I, I think I'll beat it because I'm having fun with the combat in it. I jumped into some Marvel's Avengers, and you know playing it solo has been okay. Uh, I would like to team up with somebody to kind of see what that's like a little bit, but it's a, it's definitely different. Uh, it makes me think of a more, I don't know, less cartoony version of like uh, Ultimate Alliance was. So, I don't know. It, it's fun. I, I don't think I'll play much of it because I don't think I want to get stuck in the grind and there's a lot of drama with their grind mechanics in that game right now. And then I I have been enjoying Back for Blood and really liking it a lot. And I've only played it with groups with a group of people. I've not played it solo, so I could see your complaints about what it would be like solo. But like I said, I played mainly with people. And then I also got my feet. I I will phrase that. I got my dip my toe into the shallow end of the Battlefield 2042 beta. And right now, I'm not too excited for what they're showing and doing. So, I don't know. Like, I, I think I may just hold out for Halo Infinite in December if none of these games land very well. So, yeah, I, the the beta looks pretty rough, and it got got. There's some interesting YouTube videos. Yeah, uh, standing about the experience. Standing still, like on the island, was fun. But as soon as you start moving, like the shadows got wonky and like popping in and out. There's, I mean, the guns felt okay. They didn't feel like call of duty or destiny or halo smooth. They just kind of felt fine. The quick like change mechanic. I can't remember the hot swap is what they call it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, where you can kind of change attachments on the fly was pretty cool, but it just takes a bit to get used to, to do it. Uh, I played only in one match. So, I knew if I played more, I would just keep finding more reasons to not like the game. So I wanted to wait till they had the full release of it coming out. So before I really made a final judgment on it, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I was going to kind of, this is one of my news stories, but they did finally like release details about their hazard zone mode, which like a battle royale mode. It looks very battle royale. Yeah. It's PVPVE. So you have, your squad that will go up against other squads and you're trying to collect these like uh hard drives or these intel type things and there's 24 players six squads uh on the uh the base consoles and or sorry base the old gen and then 32 players eight squads on the newer gen consoles on those large maps i'm assuming there's gonna be a mechanic that will have to like limit the zones you're in but you try to get these devices and then you get and then you try to exfil with the devices once you have them. Uh, so there will be, like I said, 
uh, NPCs that will come out and try to attack you. Then you have other teams that will try to attack, take you down and all that. So I don't know if it's like a one life mode. There's not really anything that says anything about that. Uh, oh, wait. I did read something about respawns. So there's got to be something related to that. Um, so it's kind of making me think it's a little bit like uh, some of the... What's that mode in Black Ops that... Fireteam Elimination. Oh, Fireteam. That's it. Uh, there are some things from that, some things from the Dark Zone, some things from uh, other Battle Royales that seem to be kind of at... But it looks fun. I mean, it looks like something I, I would try out, but it's not enough to get me to buy Battlefield. So that is kind of it with that for that. But let's, uh, let's kind of talk a little bit about the news proper. Um, it's... Like I said, it's been a crazy busy week or two weeks since we last recorded. Uh, today was the pre-order date for the Xbox Mini Series Mini Fridge. If you don't know anything about it, it's a mini fridge that looks like an Xbox Series X. It even has a working, functioning light that lights up like the Jewel and a USB port that works. And it was supposed to—it's supposed to be a hundred American dollars, and it went out on pre-order and sold out less than 37 seconds and immediately jumped up onto eBay for like, I don't know, $300, 200, like high two hundreds. So the scalper bots were in full force on a mini fridge. Like seriously, they can't even let that be sacred. So yeah. Hop, were you interested in that mini fridge at all? No. <laughs> I think it's neat, but no. <laughs> I actually tried to pre-order it, and I was not lucky at all. Xbox tweeted something out earlier, and the link wasn't working on Target's website, and I kept trying and trying. I was like, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee, and I came back, and it was sold out. So I was like, you son of a bitch. Um, let's see. Oh, Dragon Age 4, a game I'm actually looking forward to, has come out and said... It is only going to be for the next gen only, and it won't come out on the Xbox One or PS4. So we're going to start seeing in 2022, it looks like games are going to start shifting in that direction. And I mean, as an Xbox Series X owner, I'm not too concerned about it. But with the shortage out there, you got to think that there's still a ton of people who are trying their best to get those next gen consoles and have not had luck with it. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Oh, hop this one. I, I find it really interesting. Call of duty has a new anti cheat software called ricochet. It can't, it's supposedly supposed to help stop the massive issue that call of duty has with the aim bots and all the different wall hacks and things going on. And it seems like their kernel, one of their, like part of their kernels was leaked online and people are trying to use it to break the, uh, ricochets, uh, detection or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I heard they leaked it on purpose to see how far they could get. Like, it was a purposeful leak really? to see if those guys could crack it. Well, it'll be yeah. interesting. Call of Duty needs to do something, that's for sure, because the Warzone has gotten ridiculous from what it sounds like. So Yeah, it's either that or 
or give us console players the ability to to keep console crossplay on, but turn PC crossplay off. Because that's really that's where the cheaters are coming from is PC. That that may be true. For the and, most part, there probably is yeah. a cheat for console, but it's probably few and far between so far. Well, it would be nice, like you said, if they would come out and allow us a little bit more flexibility with that. You got to think that maybe there's probably. Would you think there's more console players than there are PC players? For that series, probably between okay. PlayStation and Xbox, for sure. I mean, that's the. I think only thing. really the reason they have PC crossplay on is to keep that game alive on PC, because there's so many PC shooters out there. That's true. Many of which I would love to try to play one day. Uh, oh, I like Escape from Tarkov, which I guess is being kind of compared to the new Battlefield Hazard Zone a bit. So, uh, all right. Also, if you're still looking for a PlayStation 5, it looks like you can sign up and get into the registration system to be able to purchase a PS5 this holiday season directly on Sony's website. Good that they're doing that. Yeah, they're trying to help beat the bots away from their direct website. I I mean, I just got to feel like there's got to be a system that's better for all these pre-orders or buying consoles and things, right? Like, there's just got to be something out there. I mean gotta be so i just hope that it can get to people can get in there all right this story i thought was interesting this is coming up with uh, call of duty vanguard the developers of call of duty would like to make their quote a iconic character on the levels of master chief for their series I thought that was a little interesting, and they're start- uh, I mean, it's interesting only because the that sled that sledgehammer they haven't they haven't been able to develop their own kind of Call of Duty series that everybody knows. Like, right? You say Black Ops, and most people know what Black Ops is, and especially if they've been following Black Ops for a long time, they're going to think of Mason Woods, Hudson. Right, you say mm-hmm. modern warfare. Everybody thinks of Captain Price or Soap, Soap right? Yeah. Sledgehammer Games so far hasn't made one that they you know. For their first one was Advanced Warfare, and then their second one, uh, well, actually their first game was Modern Warfare Three that they kind of took over because Infinity Ward had had split apart and only a few of them were left. So Sledgehammer came in there and helped them with that. Then they did Advanced Warfare, and then they did the uh, COD World War Two from a couple years back. So now they're back at the helm with this new Vanguard. So maybe they're, and maybe that's their plan going forward is that they're going to make this universe about the, you know, classic era, world war two era. Uh, but I, I can see what they mean to create a character that people really like, because they haven't had that chance yet. I don't know about the level of master chief, but. Well, <laughs> Disney supposedly is also teasing some, an announcement for another Star Wars game sometime in December, maybe? I mean... I want a Bounty Hunter-esque game on the scale of, like, Metroid Prime. Alright. Can I get Can I get that? Fair. I would like just <laughs> Kyle Katarn to become official canon. Oh, right, right. <laughs> that's all I want. I mean... Maybe he'll show up in the Andor series, dude. Give me Jedi Academy. Give me, you know, 
give me a dark forces i mean obviously you'd have to rewrite a lot of it because you know the whole premise of dark forces was him stealing the death star plans but either way uh well maybe that's what i'm saying maybe they could segue him as as a character on andor as, as something yeah because i would love that i would love that a lot and i'd love for him to become the jedi like he did and there's several other reasons why i would like that but Please make Kyle Katarn canon. That'd be awesome. That's all I ask, Disney. Come on. Make it happen. Destiny 2 is uh, vaulting the Forsaken expansion. More stuff. Mm-hmm. In February 22. Which was the best expansion, I think, in that game. Yeah, it, it's really good. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that one. More so than uh, the other the others. That It was just something I definitely couldn't put down as I played through it. The rest... I, I kind of got bored at certain points, but that one's the best. But I don't know. It's been a this whole vaulting concept has been very what what you call it. Um, it's been very uh, decisive, not decisive, divisive among the Destiny community. Like some people understand why, because I mean the game is getting too huge, but now people are missing out on content and and this a lot of this content is stuff people paid for too so it's being put away that they can't access anymore uh so at the same time i understand when your game gets to be too big and it's requiring a lot of probably servers and you know back end stuff to manage all that it you got to change it up a bit especially when you're about to release another major expansion right so I don't know how World of Warcraft does it with a game that is as is as old as it is. I imagine that they've done something similar or moved on moved past things and or kind of hidden hidden things away without people noticing it. So I don't know. Destiny right. is becoming huge. I mean they dropped the number, right? It's no longer Destiny two, it's just Destiny. So Oh, did they really? I, I thought they did, but I could be wrong. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm making stuff up again. This is why people shouldn't give me a microphone to talk about video games. <laughs> I thought this story, next story was really interesting. Eidos? 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 Eidos. Okay. Eidos. Montreal adopts a four-day work week. And it's not like a four-day, ten-hour day. It's actually a 32-hour work week. And they're doing that to help with their staffs, with their mental health and just kind of hand, handling. Yeah. I mean, that seems like that's what a lot of companies are doing. Um, at least in Europe, uh, I doubt we'll ever see that happen in the United States, but we can dream. Yeah. 32 hours in one week. That's pretty nice. I mean, I, I'd sign up for that because, uh, I could use a three day weekend every now and then. I mean, how often do you spend, part of your weekend just getting prepared for the week right i I could use a two-day weekend that would be awesome well i mean those people got to get their you know gains on so they need you whenever possible right it's just the life of a train you kind of you just gotta hustle and make money when you can sometimes saturday is a good day to make money that's true uh this was a big one. Oh my goodness. Uh FIFA and EA are on the splits with each other. I saw that. Yeah. All, I, all I, about some Benjamins. Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, FIFA is a big name. I mean, it's the like European 
it's the game in, yeah, in European in soccer, right? Football slash soccer. Football yes. for the rest of the world, soccer yes. for the United States. And EA has been partners with them. And let's see, 1993 is when they partnered up. So almost 30 years. That's just wild, right? Uh, that they've been together for so long. But I guess something along the lines of like they wanted like, I don't know, I, I'm just throwing numbers out there, but billions of dollars from EA to use their name. And then FIFA still didn't want to be uh, stuck with having to do all their stuff through EA if they so choose to like expand outwards after even pay- getting paid that much money. Like it's just been wild. So it looks like there's been a trademark for EA Sports FC uh, to do that. Now, I mean, I'm not a FIFA person. I don't know if anybody in our audience plays FIFA, but you know, does losing the name FIFA like think is that a huge deal to them, or do you think that just the brand with EA it's like licensing? It would be. It's like doing a football game without the NFL license. Yeah. Like that's what people know. That's what they want. They want to see their team names. They want to see all that stuff so without the fifa branding they're not going to be able to use like the teams that are under the fifa leagues true but so that that is going to be huge for those people that that like soccer slash football i i mean i don't know how like fifa works because i know there's tons of different leagues out there uh and especially out in europe like fifa seems to be like the major governing body i don't know but it doesn't seem like it's the one that like there's ways to work around to still get things that you want with that. I feel like, so I don't know. I don't know anything about soccer. I just know it's the thing that you kick a white ball. So, all right, hop some bad news for you. Randy Pitchford stepped down as <laughs> this really doesn't change anything. CEO of gearbox software. Yeah, but he's still like, <laughs> he's still president yeah, of the is, whole company yeah this is just silly <laughs> yeah he just stepped down and now he's the ceo of gearbox entertainment which is going to be overseeing their like movies and tv shows and outside projects oh god oh so you're saying i can blame him for how crappy the borderlands movie is it's gonna be out. awesome you're gonna love it's gonna it. be fucking horrible mark it's my gonna words. be amazing no it's gonna it's be a steaming so pile anyways so he's no longer in charge of the games stuff. So the technical officer will now become that. What's his name here? Uh, Steve Jones. I mean, that's a pretty basic name. If you could have one, he will be in charge of that of software now. And there's like four different things now with Gearbox. There's their publishing brand arm. There's their software entertainment and i can't remember what the other one is but pritchford is still in charge of everything but he's he's just going to be more in charge of the other things but we do have tiny tina's to still look out for come next march also on the 15th of november we just found out uh, i believe it was today we just found out that the x microsoft and xbox are going to have a 20th anniversary event uh, 10, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time. And they said they won't announce any new games, 
but it'll take a special look back at the 20 uh, Maybe they'll announce new backwards compatible games. Yeah. That's like a lot of people's hope, isn't it? Because there was a lot of leaks saying there was a bunch of stuff showing up. Like uh saw an article talking about a bunch of stuff that was possibly becoming backwards compatible. I can't find it right now, but hopefully that's true. There's still some classic Gen 1 Xbox games I'd love to play again. Yeah, it will oh. be... It would be nice to if they can kind of bolster that a little bit more, maybe add some FPS boost to some of those games. It would be pretty awesome, that too. That, too. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm excited for it because I think it will be a fun trip down memory lane. Uh, one of our very first episodes of the TagCast, we had a long conversation with our good buddy Hybrid Havoc about nostalgia, and I think that will be one of those moments where we'll just get a lot of that. And I, I look forward to it. I mean, the whole logo of the announcement is very yeah. original Xbox. i miss that old boot up screen yeah the, <laughs> the uh they've on their website everything kind of looked like the old school 360 uh blades i saw blades. that <laughs> yeah so it you know they are they're definitely leaning into this a lot so it'll be exciting you know what they probably won't have on there they probably won't have the uh snap guide from the original xbox one that ran like a dumpster fire oh god i think that thing was bad (laughs) it i mean it just like you'd have to wait so slow five minutes the guy to be like well i'm gonna go get a cup of coffee the guy loads up here (laughs) oh man all right next up this was pretty interesting i i i I just don't see you doing this hop, but I thought it was pretty funny and cool uh, is you can actually play doom through Twitter right now. Dude, you can play doom on there's people that have doom loaded on their fucking smart fridges. It's, it's insane. Just well, because you can, doesn't mean you should. This is kind of wild. You have to like in the replies. Once you start this thing, you in the replies, you give it comm- certain commands and what it does is it plays the game for you based on those commands. And people are trying to, I think the the highest record of how far somebody's made it in the game is 11 seconds. So they're just like giving different commands in a series of replies. And then it sends a video back to you of what happens based on those commands. So it it's, I don't know. I haven't tried it yet because I, I, I started it and I was like, man, this is going to take me a while to kind of process how to make this work but i I do want to try it out at one point uh to make sure it happens uh professor plutus saying you can see that doom can run on australian mickey machines m-y-k-i machines i have no idea what that is oh (laughs) it's a public transport machine my key okay transport machines that charge you okay yeah i the ki threw me off man but yeah, that's, I mean, it's just wild what you can do with Doom, the original Doom on so many different devices out there. And then, oh, a company that I uh, actually kind of plan on buying some skins from here recently, DeBrand, uh, they've been uh, going through some legal issues with Sony. I don't know if you've paid attention to this at all. They, when I they, haven't. So PlayStation came out with this... Uh, ugly looking router looking device and on the side are these white panels well 
many moons ago, a company right after the PlayStation came out, came out with these dark plates. Well, they got sued by cease and desist letters from Sony, so they stopped. Well, DeBrand came out with the exact same thing and started selling these carbon, these black matte panels for the side of the PlayStation. And they've been doing it since about a month after, I would say, uh, DeBrand. Um, about a month after the PlayStation 5 released, and they've been doing it up until this last week. And until when they got, and they've been threatening, or not threatening, but they've been saying to Sony, come sue us. Well, Sony finally sued them. And I, I read a lot of articles, IGN, several other places, uh, kind of explaining how Sony didn't really have a patent on the panels themselves. So DeBrand could, or a copyright or whatever on them. And so DeBrand could make them, but now Sony does have this copyright. So they said, hey, you can't do it anymore. So DeBrand posted this message and pretty much said, fuck you, Sony. We'll stop selling those panels because you finally came after us. And that was like earlier, it was like late last week or this weekend when they came out with this. Today, DeBrand releases a new panel that they're selling for the PlayStation 5 that looks very different and has some different stylings to it. And they're like, you can't sue us now. This is, uh, I think they said something about like, this is, uh, our lawyers have checked that there's no way you could take this down from us now, Sony. And Ooh, nice. said, fuck you to Sony yet again. So now there's speculation that DeBrand is using this whole thing as like a publicity stunt more so than right a uh, thing. And hey, right on, man. They they had some powerful words to Sony about them not being able to sell it. So they've made their money off of the old plates and they'll make their money off the new plates, I'm sure. So, uh, And then coming up to our last news story, I don't necessarily like to pull a lot of news stories that are a lot of rumors and speculation but this one this one hits special this one is very important to me hop because it's about splinter cell it's about my boy sam fisher well i hope it's about my boy sam fisher and that's supposedly that ubisoft is finally 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 in development on a new splinter cell game with possibly being announced sometime next year I I want to believe this, Finn, and and I want to be excited and hopeful, but I'm scared. I am I am so happy that this is a possibility now, but I'm also terrified because everything Ubisoft has been doing lately, even though they've been good games or fun games, I'm worried that they're going to try to turn Splinter Cell into that game, into those style of games where you have to climb a tower to get your night vision goggles to work function. You know, I'm worried that they're going to have you have to take out all these low level thugs in these area, these massive open world areas just to be able to find the big baddie that you want to take down later on. You don't want it to turn into the current Assassin's Creed games. Or Ghost Recon or Far Cry or any other games. Right, yeah, all their games are kind of the same, almost the same formula. Yeah, they're becoming very samey. I want it to be a narrative-driven experience that has like a simple level that maybe has several different approaches to it, but not necessarily, you know, where you're 
you know, the world's your oyster, if you will. I just want it to be very narrative and focused and, and linear and it, like make it a great story because that's what I loved about all the Splinter Cell games. Yeah, the stealth was great and fun and the challenge was there, but I have always enjoyed the story and the, you know, it's not like Metal Gear Solid where it's just batshit crazy, but things get a little wild and, you know, ultra complicated, but it just, it seems very real, right? Or rooted, grounded in, in our world. So I'm, I, I am looking forward to this, but I am afraid, just like you said, I don't know if Ubisoft will produce the game that we want and they'll make a game that everybody hates. And that will that will just make me sad. It'll make me very, very <laughs> sad. Yeah. I know hybrid kind of has some of the same uh, hesitations about this, if you will. So, well, that covers out of, it for the So news. let me ask you a question. Out okay. of... Okay, out of their engines, would you rather see? Because they're going to probably use one of their current existing things more than likely. Would you rather rather have it run on like the Far Cry sort of thing? Would you rather have it run like Assassin's Creed, or would you rather have it run on like the Ghost Recon style? Like out of those three, which do you think their of their current engines, which do you think would kind of lend itself better to? Are they all different engines? I'm not sure. They all kind of play a little different. I mean, Far Cry's first person tethered co-op, if it had it. Um, I think they are slightly different engines. I'd have to look into it. Hybrid says Snowdrop, which is what uh, Division uses. Um, I always thought Ghost Recon Wildlands looked great. I've not played that in a long time I, and i haven't played the new one either i always thought it looked good for a big open world but i agree with you i would rather splinter cell be more set piece story focused i'd like the levels to have a little bit of um, variation replayability play with how you tackle the objective right like like mm-hmm. classic halo like it's not open world but there's a number of ways to finish the level that'd be nice but yeah um I will but I can see them using the Assassin's Creed engine, maybe not in such a big, big world. I think Snowdrop is good, and I like the Far Cry engine. Um, I think some of those engines are built more for open world stuff, but yeah, I think that you can probably fine tune. I I know nothing about video game making, so this is me just purely speculating on a very complicated matter that I have zero knowledge of. But I would imagine taking an engine that's built for an open world, you could maybe refocus it down a little bit to get more juice out of it for a more contained setting, maybe. I, I mean, I don't know if that's a possibility or not, but I would. I do like the Snowdrop engine and the way it works. And I do know that with the Division already, there's tons of gadgets that do some pretty cool things. And that's what Splinter Cell was kind of known for, was the gadgets that do kind of some wild things. And, I mean, I would think it would be kind of cool to have some of those things, like a drone robot, uh, you know, running around. What, you know, what's Rainbow Six running on? That's a gorgeous engine. Like, 
don't know, I just want something that looks good and runs smooth. And that's allows, on its own engine, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, just allows you to do some, you know, funky things that are awesome that makes you feel like a badass while hiding in the shadows, right? That's 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 all I want, man. I just want something that makes me uh, do that, and I, and all I want is just that that click high pitch sound of those night vision goggles turning on and me feeling like a complete badass running around in the shadows, putting people in chokeholds and, or shocking them. And then most of all, shimmying my body along a cold pipe on the ceiling somewhere that happens to always be in every dang level. Right? So that's what I want. That's what I want right there. I mean, you know, keep the action skill. Uh, I can't remember the name of the thing that they used where you could like store up like quick, like you could tag up to five people and then you could all of a sudden like execute all five of them in a. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They kind of made that game a little bit more actiony than them. But like, I mean, come on, Chaos Theory, Pandora Tomorrow, the original Splinter Cell was just such great stories. The, uh, the beginning of double agent just was wild uh and how that started out and i and i just i really enjoyed that game as well and then the ending of uh blacklist was a trip um i'm drawing a blank on the uh the game that came out before blacklist oh what the hell is the name of that title but i remember the end of it there no no it was pandora tomorrow that was the first sequel. Then yeah, Chaos Theory, then Double Agent. Chaos Theory. And there's one more. I can't remember what it was called either. There's a game after Double Agent, and then there's Blacklist. But I cannot think of it. I'll have to look it up. It's <laughs> telling me. But the uh, the big thing is, I just I I love the series, and I and I want it to come back. So enough of the news. There's a lot more I didn't get to, but. I would love for you to come join our show. We are the adultgamer.com community podcast. We record on the first and third Tuesday of a month. And, you know, if you have something you want to get off your chest when it comes to video games, we're the show to do it. We will give you the time to tell us what you think. And we would love to have you on, talk about the news, talk about what you're passionate about with gaming and make it happen. So until then, Hop, what's going on with the community for the next couple weeks? Uh, we have our game night on Thursday, and the next couple weeks, October 21st, is Halo 5. It'll be back to a Halo where I can boost, slam, ground pound, have lots of fun. October 28th is Titanfall 2. If it works, or maybe we can convince Anthem to do a more Halloween-themed game, because it'll be close to Halloween. <laughs> um, Friday nights, uh, we normally do Fight Club. Last week, everybody was kind of out and about. Uh, but this Friday, I'd like to get some games going on Fight Club, whether that's Injustice 2 or Mortal Kombat 11 or maybe Killer Instinct, which is on Game Pass, or the good old Virtua Fighter 5. Grab your arcade stick. Lock into the Fight Club uh, channel or the Fighting Game channel. Add yourself to the at Fight Club role. You'll get pinged, and uh, we'll let you know what's going on. Fenrir, is there a book this month? Yes, there is. They are reading the Calculating Stars, a lady astronaut novel. 
and they are already getting at it seems like people are really enjoying it so far it has a pretty good start to it so please 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 join our book club add the role and you can chat about the calculating stars for the remainder of this month if you've already read it or if you'd like to pick it up now do so and i hope you enjoy it well hop we had a conversation earlier today, and, and we've had this conversation several times over the course of the years that we've been gaming I'm together. not sending you child support money. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um. Well, how will Billy ever get his new uniform for school? No, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> um. Anyways, my we, we were talking a lot about just video games in general and just sometimes like a game just doesn't grab you like it just doesn't get you excited after maybe you initially played it and and you don't feel like you know hitting that start button the next time on that game is worth your time and and i don't mean that in a a very negative sense but like you just aren't vibing with that game and I want to first yeah. and foremost just say, you know what, Hop? That's okay. That's okay, man. It's okay for you to feel that way about a game. It's okay for you to decide, I, you know what? It's not for me. I'm going to just uninstall and move on. But, you know, what are some things that kind of hit you that way? Why? Why do you feel that way about some, like, what things kind of draw you into that, like, feeling? Do you, do you can you put your finger on that? Like when I don't enjoy a game? Yeah. Uh, there's a couple. Uh, like with, well, in particular, like with Back for Blood, A, playing by yourself is just not fun at all. The bots are terrible. Um, I tried and I was like, wow, this sucks. And it's they just They ping not... everything, though. They ping absolutely They do, everything. but they don't help you. They do drop a lot of ammo, but they don't help you at all. At all. Um... The movement in that game just feels, once you get used to a smooth moving game like Halo or Call of Duty or something that's been refined, the movement just feels kind of janky in that game. Um, I don't like that the gun attachments disappear every time you play and you have to refind them. Uh, this is just a few things. And it's just, it, like I said, it's not a bad game. I'm just like, not, just not feeling it. Uh, it ran smooth on the Series X. It ran great on there. The graphics are pretty. Uh, some of the set pieces are cool. Um, the card system is okay. It's just there's just cohesively. It's not. It's just not all gelling together for me. Just like I don't know. Just like I'm sure for other people, like other people wouldn't understand B Daddy and I's obsession with Streets of Rage Four and how we can play that survival mode every night. <laughs> like they're like, what's wrong with you guys? Raising my um, hand. Different right, different strokes. I just Yeah, and like I... and like, you know, uh, right here in the podcast channel, Tony and I are talking about Division One and Division Two. I love Division One. That game was so much fun. I really dug it. Like it held my attention. It was just complicated enough to be fun. They rebounced things a couple times, but it never like felt overwhelming. And from day one on Division 2, I was like, wow, they, they went too far. Like, they went to, like, Elder Scrolls Online slash Destiny 2 levels of madness as far as the amount of gear, the builds, how big everything was. Like, it was almost overwhelming to me. 
that I couldn't really enjoy the game. It was too, there was too much to do. It was too big. And then they kept changing division two. They, they were updating very frequently and they kept completely changing everything. I was like, Oh my God, I can't even keep up with this. I just walked away from that game. You know what I mean? Um, those yeah. kind of things. I, I, I definitely more of a, I'm a, I'm definitely probably more of a, I'm a filthy casual that gets really hardcore into games that I can get hardcore into that are more kind of arcade like in at least gameplay. Um, I don't like games that have really complicated gameplay. Yeah, I think that is kind of where the rubber meets the road for me, right? It's the whole, you know, I guess you look at the pillars of gaming, right? You have gameplay, story, and um, graphics, right? I would kind of put performance inside of graphics and or gameplay, depending on what you're looking at. But, you know, graphics to me is just like the lowest of the tiers for me of those pillars. Like, sure, I would like it to look good, but I I don't necessarily need that. But gameplay and story, one of those things has to hit for me. And I really need either the gameplay to be great for like Scarlet Nexus. The story is not really grabbing my attention, but I'm having fun with the gameplay. So I'm intrigued to go back and play it and want to play more of it. Now, will that allow me to play through it the whole camp, the whole game? Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. But I've played several games where they've had amazing stories and the gameplay I haven't really felt has been great. So, but I'm hooked on the story and I want to know what happens next. So I keep playing. And I think those are the two big things for me. If the gameplay isn't fun and the story isn't engaging me, then I'm quick to just go, eh, uninstall, see you later, right? Or I'm not going to finish this and just move on to the next game. And I think that's where my feelings of, you know, this game just isn't for me. And I think that's important that you can recognize that because let's face it, like we have a lot of, as adults, we don't have a lot of free time. You know, me and you, we both have families. We both have responsibilities and things going on. And, you know, the limited time we have to play games, we don't want to spend a ton of time on things that we don't like, right? Right, yeah. And everybody's going to have a different uh, different thing they're either going to love or not love about yeah. a game or a build or or like... Some people really like farming and crafting in their games. And that's not, that's not a thing I enjoy doing. <laughs> that's been well known. Everybody in tag knows that they're like, wait, Hop's not going to play this game. There's like crafting or town building or, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. I just, I tend to veer clear of. Yeah. I think the next part of this topic that i really wanted to bring up was you know your one of your favorite phrases when it comes to things you don't like is what hop 
No. Which you don't one? have to shit on people's pizza, right? Oh yeah. Well, I, I, that's actually that phrase belongs to Kicked. He he coined that phrase. <laughs> but either way, I, just it I think it's hilarious. You say a lot, like you know, it, it's funny because. You know, just because you like something or don't like something doesn't mean that I have to feel the same way and oh, like sure. it or don't like it. And so because like you don't like back for blood, it's not it's not blowing smoke up your skirt, as I like to say that people say I that's not a real saying. I think it is. Anyways, back for blood is not doing it for you, but I'm really enjoying it and I'm having fun with yeah, it. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's great, right? You know, but I don't need to come out, come out and just be like, "Hop, you're a dumbass because you don't like back right. to blood," and vice versa. And I versa. appreciate that about you, sir. Yeah, but I think that is the missing ingredient or component in like society right now when it comes to a lot of things. But oh, right, yeah, yeah, not just game, yeah, for but sure. Especially in gaming, you know, like Twitter. I have a feeling that you've been hanging out on Twitter too much. Oh honestly. God, it's bad. <laughs> Twitter's bad, man. I need to get off Twitter. But, you know, but I find people on Twitter that kind of squash that and don't encourage that. And and I that's who the people I've tried to follow and engage with on Twitter. But anyways, I, I think it's important that we realize these things because, you know, even in our own Discord, like sometimes like I give Tony a ton of shit like all the time because he has a really bad take on Halo 5. And that's okay that he feels that way. And, you know, I just like to give him shit. And I know, like, I hope he knows it comes from a sarcastic place for me. But even though he's still wrong on his view, it's just really important that, like, we don't, like, just crush people for um, their view on something good or bad. And, and, you know, unless it's like I said, Tony hating on Halo Five, like that's just wrong. Like he's completely way off, way out of line on that. But you know, other things in life, like it's okay. Like you know, you love Streets of Rage Four. I still haven't finished it. I used to, I played the heck out of the other Streets of Rage games. But this one, just like it's great, but I just don't have it in me to finish it, and I don't know why. It's just something I can't put my finger on, but I'm fine with that, you know. So, I just think at the end we just need to respect people's desires and the way that they engage with medium or media and other things. I mean, hell, like. Do you go around and blast people for whether they like certain kinds of food or not? No, because it's like a biological response, you know, the way way they taste something. So um, we don't trash them for them liking something that you don't like or vice versa. But it's just video games are very similar. Like our life experiences kind of build us up into something that allows us to appreciate things positively or negatively that the person sitting next to you on the couch or you know, across the country from you in a party chat is not going to experience the same way. And that's perfectly fine. And I think we need to appreciate that and not here. I'm going to go into another soapbox here, but like when a game comes out and you were excited about it and it ends up not being what you want it to be, don't be a dick. Don't go out there and just attack people or attack developers and threaten them and be just a douche about everything. Like, I'm sorry. 
it just didn't work out for you. Go play something different because there are literally thousands and thousands of games across the world that you could go and play. And just because you had your hopes for something doesn't mean you need to just bash and tear people down. Unless it's Tony for Halo 5. You're more than welcome to go after him on that one. <laughs> Sorry, Soapbox put away. Hop, any any thoughts on that? Uh, no, I mean, like you said, I um, um, I think that people are going to like what they like, and you can't really like change their minds or or force them to like. It. I mean, yeah, sometimes maybe, like sometimes maybe they need to spend more time with it, but sometimes they don't. I'm totally down to play some more Back for Blood when there's a group, but uh, I'm definitely not going to be rushing to play that game anytime soon. It's just not, it's just, like you said, it wasn't, it wasn't blowing up my skirt, not with smoke, but like, you know, like Marilyn Monroe style blowing up, like with an air vent. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, but I also like, and I agree with you, like gameplay for me, like the gameplay feedback loop is one of my number one things. Like I can still play the original Doom because the core gameplay loop of that is really fun, even though the graphics are pretty dated now. The game is a ton of fun. There's been newer FPSs that have gorgeous graphics, but the gameplay loop bores the shit out of me, so I don't want to play them, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely... And, you know, like, I I think... I I will just go back to this point, and I'll make it clear. I, I said it on Twitter on Sunday. I was just... You found a game you didn't like. That's fine. Stop playing it. Yeah, on. you don't... You don't need to get on, go on some soapbox and be like, you know what? This game is trash and these developers are trash. They should just off themselves for making this trash. Cause I see that on Twitter all the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, toxic. So toxic. Well, like, here's the funny thing. Like, here's a, I mean, not funny. It's not funny, but it's just, it's silly and you can't help but laugh at this situation and the people that do this. But like, so the Xbox. Series X mini fridge sold out in 37.6 seconds, clearly because bots were all over the place, right? Right. So you know what a lot of gamers and people did on Target's website? They went down and review bombed an item that hasn't even been released yet. They've they destroyed it. And I went and looked at a lot of these on Target's website reviews. And a lot of it was just like people being pissed because they couldn't pre-order it, so they're trashing the 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 product, saying it's a uh, you know giving it one stars. And then there's people on there. I kid you not, there are people who are giving one star reviews on this collector mini fridge, saying PlayStation's better. Like this product is literally not made for you. If you feel that way, then go somewhere else. You yeah. don't need to be that person. Right. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it has to be exhausting to be a jerk about things. Right. And this conversation turned into something that I didn't necessarily mean for it to go to, but it, it just felt natural. But I really do feel like people need to find a way to recognize what we were just talking about earlier. This isn't for you. Just move on. Find something different. 
it's okay to be constructive and you know give feedback of why it's not you you don't like something you don't like back for blood because the movement doesn't feel smooth to you that's a fair criticism to have like but you're not you know creating several websites to like trash turtle rock and and all the back for blood developers because you feel like the movement should be just exactly like call of duty's movement like I don't know. It's just not, right. Just move on, or right. You know, just keep your mouth shut. I don't know. Anyways, any final thoughts, sir, on this topic? No, man. I'm good. I'm keeping my mouth shut. Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. I got onto a soapbox that I just wasn't ready to give up on that last one. No, but you so... need you needed to. You needed to get it out, fan. I can tell. It's all good, man. It's just it's all good. you know. It's really, maybe I do need to get off Twitter, but I told you it was Moss Eisley's cantina. Like I just hang out in the corner and I drink my drink and I post my, my, my podcast things, but I don't really like browse it because it's very toxic. It's very, very toxic. You know, I've come across some really cool people on there and there are, there's some really cool, like, you know, and I try to find more, like I said, people, I'm trying not to find people who react to things just you know trying to find more news type stuff on it but yeah it's it's a scary place and i came across some something on twitter that i didn't even know was a thing like i don't even know how i came it was just weird anyways that's a story for another day you can feel free to ask me about finn's uh scary moment on twitter that didn't even know was a thing so anyways the uh the the big thing is just be okay with uh, moving on. Like, just be okay with moving on and, and celebrate people who do find things that they like and, you know, say like, hey, I'm glad you're really enjoying that. Don't be a jerk about it. So, anyways, that does it for our deep dive. Thank you, Mr. Optimus, for joining me yet again for another episode. Again, please tell everybody about your little side project you got going on. Oh, well, everybody can come check me out over at ruminationsradionetwork.com. I'm the host of a podcast called Retro Futurist Culture, where we talk about alternate timelines, science fiction, and cool stuff of the sort. Uh, Our Firefly slash Serenity episode with you, Fenrir, is now up for everybody to listen to. And uh, if you need to catch me uh, for gaming, you can find me at theadultgamer.com. My Discord handle is at Hoptimus. Right now the nickname is at Hoptimus Fix. I'm a Star Wars nerd and you can find my Xbox Live Gamer tag there. I'd love to play some uh, Black Ops and I'm really dying to play Horizon 5 so that's what I'll be oh, playing a lot of so probably exciting. next month. Yeah. What about you, Sir Fen? Yes, I am the Fenrir765 at Twitter so feel free to hit me up there and uh, tweet at me some positive things because clearly I need it. And you can also find me at theadultgamer.com community discord server as Fenrir765 or on Xbox as Fenrir765. We are theadultgamer.com. We are the tag cast and we love to have you on the show so come let us know if you'd like to join. But until then, I will catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs>